You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. When it's uh, seven minutes after nine Central African time on this beautiful evening uh, here on uh, here in Johannesburg. Well, I want to welcome the listeners of Radio Al Ansar International. I want to welcome the listeners of Siri SFM and the listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah. Well, Jamaa, remember our WhatsApp number is zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. International overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six. Who said is a listener? Um, a listener wants to know, please ask Mufti Saab. An abusive husband issues a second talak to his wife while she's visiting her parents in another province. The next day, the children insist that her idd be done in her husband's house with her husband, also living in the same house. Can she sit for idd in her parents' house or does she have to sit the idd in her husband's house? Ustad. Here there are three different issues. Number one is because you saying the husband is very, very abusive. So every husband should know, even in Cape Town, I address this issue because there also there are so many problems at home and so forth. So remember that Surah 4, Chapter 4, Surah Nisa regarding the women and verse 19. Almighty Allah addresses me and you as husbands and says it's compulsory and mandatory. You must treat your wives with love, with justice and respect. Number two is this, you gave your wife two talaq, to both talaq in writing or verbally, so both are valid and so forth, and she is there by her mother's or her parents' place and so forth. So now people say she must come back home here, but if you come back home, he might abuse you again. So my advice, you just stay there by your parents' place and remember that it's better for you and his holidays and so forth also, so that it will be better for you. And if you feel that this marriage got no real benefit or whatever you know light at the end of the tunnel so rather tell him to finish it up and give the talaq every day hitting you swearing you cursing you and whatever you and so forth but if you feel that there is some light and some hope then obviously you can tell him that it takes you back during the iddat and so forth and then the two talaqs will be still be valid but he'll only have one talaq left and divorce so you can make istikhara to see which option is the best for you and third issue will be that your iddat will be after the talaq will be three menses so that is the Hanafis and the Hanbalis what they say three menses the Shafi'is and the Malikis say three periods of cleanliness so these are the issues you must know and remember you can't be gallivanting year and day and everywhere going shopping and going holiday year and there you must sit quietly at home and you can't be then wearing smart smart clothes and jewelry and henna and pushing yourself up and so forth remember all that is not permissible who said there's a sister from uh, mayfair and she wants to know that uh, she says mufti sab i am actually from somali we sisters wants to know are women allowed to attend talks in the masjid going to listen to the juma talks on friday take note dear mufti ak the entrances for them are completely separate and no intermingling is it possible, Ustad. My sister from Magadishu, Somalia, I give you one Quranic verse and one hadith and then you see what Islam teaches us. Surah 33, Surah chapter 33, Surah Ahzab and verse 33. 
Almighty Allah commands the ladies, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ And you ladies must stay quietly in your homes. So a woman's place is at home. All this woman gallivanting, running around here and working there and running taxi and all, all haram, all that in Islam. So you must remember, the need comes, necessity, that's a different issue. You go out. But what's happening today, all that by and large is not permissible. وَلَا تَبَرَّجْنَا تَبَرُّجَ الْجَاهِلِيَةِ الْأُولَى And when you go out, don't expose your beauty as they would do in the olden days and so forth. So that is Quran, chapter 33, verse 33. Second one, my sister, write it down. There's a hadith kitab called At-Targheeb, Wat-Targheeb, by Allama Munziri, Rahimahullah. And it's edited, Tahqiq and all that, by Sheikh Albani, Rahimahullah. I met Sheikh Albani, Rahimahullah, in Jordan, and Amman. So you must remember the hadith is like this. Ummah Humaid al-Sa'idiyah said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I want to read Salat behind you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Masjid al-Nabawi. What did he, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say? He said that your house got three parts. You read Salat day in front portion of your house, you will get more reward than reading Salat behind me in Masjid Nabawi. You read in the middle, the reward will be even greater. You read Fiqari Baitik in the back portion, right inside. Remember the maximum optimum reward you will get. Mm. So that time there was no fitna, nothing. Nowadays, so just the doors you say are separate. What about the women that will go there? Which woman will go there with shabby clothes and one put perfume and all that and push up and so forth? I'm asking you, my sister from Somalia. Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, Mustafa Rasulullah said, When a woman emerges from a house and she applies makeup and perfume and lipstick and dipstick and Allah alone knows what else, and she passes the man, the man can see her and so forth. What the Prophet said, she's a Zaniya, she's an adulteress. This is Sahih, authentic hadith in Tirmidhi. Not permissible. You speak of Jummah Salat, my sister. Faqihu Hazil Ummah, Abdullah the Mas'ud radiallahu an. When the women used to come for Jummah and that in Medina, then they should take small pebbles and throw in their direction. Go home. Go read Salat at home. You got no place here. So we're not here to give emotional answers and what politicians want and modernists want and ignorant jahil idiots want. We are bound by Quran Sharif. We are bound by Sunnah Mubarakah. We are bound by the Fatawa verdict of Sahaba. And we belong to the Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. All four schools say it's not permissible for women to go to the masjid when you can't fulfill the conditions. In this day and this age, they hardly fulfill the condition. Hence, not permissible, my sister. Who said, is it true that there was a chameleon 
uh, outside the cave of Thur. They had betrayed the hideout place of our, of our Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa during Hijrah Ustad. So you must remember that that the name is Ghari Thawr. People must learn all these terminologies properly like Gaza, not Gaza. So Ghari Thawr. Thawr means in the shape of an ox. Ghar means a small cave. Kahf means a broad cave. So that is not mentioned in Quran or in Sunnah. Some historians they write all these kind of stories. Yes, you will find in Siratun Nabawiya that there was Ankabut, that there was the spider's web, there was the eggs of the birds and so forth, of the pigeon and that. So all this, the chameleon and all that, and they didn't find Nabi Salam. So how can you say the chameleon betrayed it? This whole story is a chameleon story. It's not authentic that. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, can Muslims go on a cruise ship? for a holiday Ustad totally absolutely haram show me what's halal there you got nudity there people walking around and they're totally naked in bikini and stickini and Allah alone knows you got music there and you got the beach you got the swimming pools there you got casino there the food 99% will be haram and so forth people who undergo and take this type of trips to cruise they are cursed by all when a nation forgets its haya and modesty see especially for women that surah number 28 and verse number 25 when he Nabi Musa salam, helped the two daughters of Nabi Shu'ib salam, the father was very old he told them go call him how she went, Safura radiallahu anha. Subsequently, she became the wife of Nabi Musa alayhi salam. Go read chapter 28, verses 24, 25, 26, 27. She came to call him because her father was inviting him home. فَجَاءَتُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي the way she walked, her gait, G-A-I-T, was so bashful, so much haya and shame and modesty. Allah Jalla Wala praised her. Great lesson. Innal imana wal hayaa qurana'u jami'a idha rufi'a ahaduma rufi'a al-akhir hi habibuna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa hadith in bayhaqi mishkat sharif iman faith conviction and hayaa shame and modesty are two partners together when one disappears the other disappears so people who go on this cruise ship and all that what hayaa is left I'm asking you there that absolutely haram and that money you spent you have become the brother of Satan and Shaitan chapter 17 verse 27 absolutely haram it is there's not one thing permissible Um, there's a listener who starts saying move this up advice please my 14 year old girl is Bali we just found out she has a boyfriend for the past few months we want her to make it halal the boy's parents refusing He's 20 years old and we're leaving for Umrah next week. We stopped all communication for Zina purposes. What is the way forward? Please help, Ustad. So you are to blame. Who's to blame for all this? Where did she meet her boyfriend? In school. Where did she meet? There at the mall. 
So I'm asking you parents four questions. Which type of clothing you buy for your daughter? Who gave her the cell phone? Who gave her the internet? Who gave her all the gadgets? So now you only found out after several months or so that she got a boyfriend and all that. Now you fool yourself and say, no, we want to make it halal. But who is responsible for all the haram going on? You are responsible. Quran Sharif teaches us, you must remember that Surah 66 verse 6. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu you O people of Iman save yourself and save your children from the fire you all have failed your duty as parents both you father and mother and Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an every one of you are a shepherd and you'll be questioned regarding your flock hadith in Bukhari Sharif you going for Umrah very good you take away a cell phone, you take away internet and tell her no schooling for you, you sit quietly at home we run the show yeah, and you don't come dictate to us and uh, you want to, that is what we're going to do now and you want to further your studies, you can study via correspondence, but the parents themselves are irresponsible, good for nothing, that you make your children spoil brats 90%, 80% of the time, <laughs> that is why you find all this rubbish going on right inside our Muslim houses you are to blame for all this mm. i've got a uh, uh, sister rebecca she says hi uh, ak uh, it's a beautiful rainy evening she says she wants to know was the life of the average black south africans actually better under apartheid sister rebecca Ustad. well i'm sure you asked this question before or somebody asked this question before so you are african you know the lights used to work and the water used to work and there was apartheid they had blankets and knee blankets they had big big boards whites and non-whites they had boards non-whites and dogs are not allowed in this park i am also under the apartheid victim i was born in a location african location sometimes when I go to Heidelberg, my hometown, and I have time, I just take a spin there to go and see how's our shop and how's our house. So after 50 years, I went to our house, you understand? I was going to Stanerton and then Zahid Khan and somebody that of Stanerton. So I told them, Ba, just drive there, come, I go show you our house, you understood? So I knocked the door, I said, Mafro, I could Bandakan come, it was here, Khabura. So I was born here, and so she got a shock. She said, You were born here? I said, Yes. She said, you sure we can allow you? We're only two ladies here. Old ladies. Mm. I said, I won't harm you. Don't worry. And yes, my brother also. So anyway, they opened up. Then I showed her. See, this was our dining room. This was our <laughs> sitting room. This was our kitchen. This, this. So then they got very interested. They said, yeah, the Easter Burger at the So the mayor of Heidelberg used to stay there in our house. So he brought about a lot of change. I told her, no, these one, two things were not there when we used to live there. So all these things there. Yeah. So then we gave her money and all that. They were very happy and so. So remember that you go back to your roots, you know, and see all these things. So how we play soccer there, cricket there in December. Oh, very busy. And all the trucks used to come. Genagari, Genamama. And the shop was busy, busy, busy. So all these things come back, flood, flooding to you. So you ask yourself, my sister Rebecca, that when I went to study in 1970, overseas for one rent we got more than for one rent we got more than two dollars 
Do you understand? Mm. Now you see, we're hitting almost 20. It's already over 19 rand per dollar. And with the commission and VAT and all that, you could say 20 rand. So everywhere, said to say, but we have to speak the truth, A and C have destroyed the South Africa. Remember that. The ordinary Joe, the ordinary Rebecca in the street, what you benefited? Nothing. So your water, you don't get daily. Your electricity, you don't get daily. Your crime rate has spiraled out of control. Your rape has increased. Your lesbian has increased. Your gay business has increased. Every vice has increased and so forth and so. Who made money out of this? The elite in the ANC. This was the white man's plan. They fooled the ANC. When Mandela came out, you must remember that there are two hours he spent with the whiteies. They showed him two videos. They told him, Mandela, if you want, you can become one of the greatest statesmen in the world and then you just leave the banks and you leave the mines and you don't touch that, no nationalization. Everything else you want to speak is fine. So they made sure they will control the economy and so forth. And remember everything else. And you all will become multi-millionaires, not the billionaires. So 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 of them. But what happened to the 40 million, 50 million people? They stuffed 350 rand you give them as a grant. What is 350 rand? You can't even buy bread and milk for the month properly, you must remember. It's an insult if you ask me. But they are collecting million, million rand. Half the cabinet should be fast, should be fired, good for nothing, incompetent, two to ministers of education and so forth. It's a mm-hmm. joke. We've got a circus running in South Africa. So if you want to know the truth, no, i got no time for ANC or DA or EFF. I don't belong to any party. But if you're asking me the truth, so apartheid was a big crime. We know what is apartheid. It was crime against humanity. But remember one thing, things were working. ESCOM was working. Transnet was working. And your trains were working. Your planes were working. Everything was working. Yes, they had apartheid, but things were working. What is working nowadays? It's working. We get surprised. So the robots don't work. And 101 things don't work. So Sister Rebecca, we are going to be a failed state if we are not a failed state already. That is, and if you think I'm talking nonsense, Ronnie Kestrels is alive. You go and set up an appointment with him. Ask him, Ronnie, they call him Khafalaka Ronnie. The Jutlas, the Jews hate his guts, you must remember. They call him a self-hating Jew because he wrote a wonderful article in favor of Hamas. And the Jutlas are upset, he said, with military precision that they killed these people, the Jutlas. I'm so happy about it, you understand? One Jutlas saying he's very happy, just like me. He says, we're very happy when they put the Jutas away. So anyway, go ask him. He'll give you the whole story. He said our biggest failure in the ANC was political freedom. Freedom, freedom. We want to vote. We want this. But we never looked at the economic structures and that is what we see today, how people are suffering economically and you see some people are starving, even in South Africa today. So that is the big failure. So therefore, my sister, if you want to speak of good points, you can speak. We got radio, all that, so that we'll say and see very good. We'll never be allowed under apartheid or Muslim country. But on the other side, you must remember this, that this is, you must remember, Remember the truth, which nobody can deny. Everything is spiraling out of control, and your load shedding, water shedding, and your crime and all that is encouraged by the government. 
I've got a, a, a brother, Craig. He says that, uh, uh, how does Hamas ventilate the vast network of tunnels? Doesn't mean I'm sending you questions I like you, AK. Just remember that to start. Yeah, you hate me, but you like my program. You want to go to the tunnels, I'll take you there. And then they will put one booster and a rooster, and you will see stars, nighttime and daytime. So you must remember this type of things. Yeah. If you've been to Gaza, Gaza is very small. So what do you do? You know the enemy are ruthless and brutal, and you know Zionists and their DNA. It is murder, murder, and kill. They kill prophets and messengers. You must remember that. America giving them the best ammunition, the best guns and what have you, and bombs and what. And they are using it more than Hiroshima, more than Nagasaki, but they can't penetrate the, the, the tunnels and also... You see Craig and Barbara and all you of you, whiteies and Americans and others, you forget one thing. And what you forget is this, that when you are fighting for Islam, when you are fighting for the truth, then there is... Allah alone will help you. And now you take, you must remember the RPG, the rocket propelled grenade. Israel built 3 million, 4 million, 5 million. So you must remember the big, big tanks and so forth. These guys just shoot Hamas, the rocket propelled grenade, and then the whole thing catches onto fire. Mm. The experts say this is impossible. There must be an external force. So who is the external force? It's Almighty Allah, Jalla It's our belief, Craig and Barbara, whether you believe or not, because you Mufatiyas, you came back from America here to South Africa to exploit the black labor. That is the truth. Don't come tell me your stories. So you must remember that. So the help of Almighty Allah is there. And you must remember the angels are helping them. Otherwise, for 66 days, just take out one week. So 60 days, continuous bombing and so forth. And still they're surviving there and they got all the hostages there. Not one hostage Israel could release without Hamas. Yasin, not Yasin, Yasin, Yasinwar told them, me, I will teach you all such a lesson. You and your generations will remember. Every Jutla Zionist knows his name now. Yahya Sinwar, our commander-in-chief. We salute you, Yahya. <laughs> and Allah's curse be on Bibi and Gans Ameen. and Galan and the super terrorists, Timar Ben Gwe and Smotrich, the war criminals. So that is the truth, Barbara and Greg. And you don't like the answer, pack up and go back to America. Allahu Akbar. Takbir. Allahu Akbar, Ustaz. Subhanallah. Somebody says, you Ustad, that is it permissible for a Muslim-owned company with non-Muslim partners, Ustad, that owns a shopping mall to rent out a shop exclusively for the sale for the sale of alcohol? There are other Muslim tenants there, but they do this to please an anchor tenant, while other Muslim tenants in the same building are extremely Almighty Allah Jalla has taught us, you must remember in Surah 5, verse number 2, principles in golden maxim, and do not cooperate and assist in vices and sins. Go open Ibn Majah, Habibuna Rasulullah said, 10 categories of people are cursed by Almighty Allah regarding alcohol, intoxicants, and so forth. So don't 
don't look for loopholes and all that is haram and you're, you're not interested in Yu'minuna bil Jaib to believe you're not interested in Yu'minuna bil Ghaib in believing in the unseen you're only interested in Yu'minuna bil Jaib how we can make maximum amount of money so you'll allow pork you'll allow wine you'll allow swine you'll allow this you'll get one crazy Mulana or some Mufatiyadis halal organizations mm. and tell you no that this one said is permissible is permissible in Islam we don't work with healers and shortcuts and skaldakhari and loopholes a nation the Jutlas who did that all Allah said chapter 7 verse 166 Allah Ta'ala made them into monkeys physically and literally so don't play with the Sharia brother is absolutely haram remember that partnership itself is not encouraged in Islam remember that with Muslims and non-Muslims is not permissible but not encouraged Quran Kareem chapter number 38 verse 24 verse 25 majority of the partners definitely today you legalize wine and then you legalize swine you already legalize riba you'll say no it's non-Muslims it's Tom Dick and Mary and Tom Dick and Harry Except people with true Iman and righteous deeds. Then see what Allah says. And they are extremely, extremely few people. Like that. that is Quran. When we used to type out emails and all that, now there's no time for all that. So we always used to write when people ask questions of partnership, we say it's a ship that does not sail far, my brother. Mm. So if you're asking me, just tell the non-Muslims, you go your way, we go our way, we don't want no pollution, contamination, yeah, you carry on with your wine, dine, and swine, and we want halal and tayyibah. That is what Islam teaches. Mm. 28 uh, minutes uh, to 10, we go for our interval. When we come back, we will continue, inshallah, with the Q&A. Don't go away. Stay tuned.